taste the Mediterranean through March 19th at Whole Foods Market. Save on Animal Welfare Certified Bone-In Beef Short Ribs, Sustainable Wild-Caught Sockeye Salmon, and more. Find sales on Parmigiano-Reggiano, Charcuterie and Ground Lamb. Grab an Olive Bull Bread from the Bakery. Plus, wines from the Mediterranean start at just $8.99. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Waco Real Estate Today. I'm Nathan Embry, your host. This show is sponsored by Kelly Realtors. And now another edition of Horner's Corner with Bobby Horner, the City of Waco Public Information Specialist. I'm sitting here with Bobby Horner for another installment of Horner's Corner. Bobby, what's going on in Waco? Well, one of the things I wanted to mention, uh, first of all, it's good to be back. And uh, one of the things I wanted to mention is uh, I get asked a lot, you know, do you see any end inside of all this development? And I tell them, I said, you know, it may at some point, but right now I, j- I do not see it. I mean, everything just keeps coming uh, projects coming in. It's interesting. When I first came to the city of Waco, my boss, the building official at the time, told me that and I guess it's Texas location, uh, Waco's location. It said Texas is the seems to be the last to go in any kind of recession, and the first to come out. And we don't get hit as hard as other parts of the country. And uh, that seems to be playing out because even even before the whole Magnolia phenomenon, there were developers coming to Texas because they like working here. And so now we're just seeing that magnified. So I don't see an end. There may be uh, somewhere down the road, but you look at Waco, the, uh, the projects are not just in one location. I mean, we're seeing the projects downtown. We're seeing the renovation of downtown. Uh, after it really died off in the 70s to 80s, after the the, the mall was taken, put in and then taken out, and uh, and then you see the chamber building first go in and some development, and that kind of kick started the whole development downtown. I think people were just waiting for somebody to step out on faith and do something, and that seemed to really have kick started, you know, uh, River Square Center, all of that, uh, the Dr Pepper Museum. Uh, some of those things really kick-started downtown. But now you look around, uh, you see Cinemark, you see Topgolf, you see Main Event, you see Sefco, you see QT, uh, you see all the housing developments. And you could speak to this even better than I, but I think the housing market's in the top 10% or so in the country here. So, And that's with all the high prices. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, And it's not just in one part of Waco. It's all around Waco that we're seeing uh, seeing this development. Uh, we had talked about last time the uh, the uh, riverfront development, and that is uh, it's going to be interesting to see how all that plays out. Uh, I was uh, sitting in on a meeting or a Zoom meeting one time, and was listening to uh, Parrish Rutherford, the developer, 
and uh, he has a lot of experiences with this this type of um, with catalyst urban development and, and this type of development in cities. And you know, the first phase this is going to be at least a three phase project. You know, the first phase we're seeing now in Waco with mainly apartments, living areas, uh, maybe condo type setups. There's the parking garage. I think there's going to be maybe one or two retail type shell buildings as part of that. Phase two, uh, there's the talk of possibly another hotel uh, or some office building space. You're going to start seeing more retail develop downtown uh, along the river. <clears throat> and phase three is going to be more of the same, but then you're going to start seeing, uh, as I understand it, more you know riverfront restaurants. You know, we got Buzzard Billy's, and now we've got uh, the pizza place up there, uh, Slow Rise Pizza, uh, that took over to Manny's spot, which I'm real excited mm-hmm. about. So once we start, and this is just my opinion, but once we start getting those things on the river, you're going to start seeing more boat traffic, uh, water taxis, things like that come up. People have, have, I can remember years ago, people coming through Waco and uh, say, why hasn't Waco done something with the river? You know, and so it is a big asset that we have. Um, I've jokingly said to people sometimes, you know, I love the San Antonio Riverwalk, but we're about to give the San Antonio Riverwalk a run for its money because we've got an actual river. It's not a man-made <laughs> channel. So I say that tongue-in-cheek, but it's kind of uh, it, it's kind of true too. And so. Uh, we got a long way to go, but the riverfront is definitely uh, the catalyst to get this to get this going. So, do you know where we are in phase one as far as like a timeline? Do you know when the first something might open? Uh, no, I do not. I do know the contractor had told me that they got delayed, and like a lot of contractors have told me, uh, when all these factories for windows and stuff, for example, got shut down due to COVID, uh, it just put everybody behind. Mm. And so getting materials like that has been a big issue. And so it set them back. So I don't know what their adjusted timeline is. So if the people want to go see what we're talking about, uh, downtown Waco, the Brazos River goes right through the middle of town. Uh, and so people can drive down there, do you know, the streets, where can they go see um, what's going on down there? Well, they have to drive very carefully because some of the, all the utility work that uh, the city's doing to try to keep up and get ready for this development with hotels and stuff, they're going to have to take some detours. I think University Parks Drive is open down to maybe one lane down in that area. Uh, you can get over there about 2nd, 3rd Street and see some of the development. Uh, obviously, you can see it on the other side of the river, when you go over the bridge on MLK, you can look to your left and see a lot of it. So there are ways around it. Uh, I know that uh, because of Waco's growth, and you know, it's not just it wasn't just you know Magnolia, but Waco. I think learned some lessons from what went on down in Salado, what on the interstate development, and what went on in Temple, to try to mitigate and let people get through Waco, get to these businesses as much as they could. So. Um, I understand the interstate, since we're talking about it, is ahead of schedule, so that's good. I mean, we still have our delays, obviously, some aggravations, but, but uh, we'll see. I think I think people are still uh, getting through where they need to go. Do you have any other breaking news or other permits that are interesting to talk about? Well, uh, I got one or two. Let's see. Uh, of course, 
Baylor's always got something going on. One that I'm, I think is going to be really cool is the Baylor Herd Welcome Center that's under construction right now. Uh, Where's right, that going? It's going at uh, U Parks, University Parks, and the I-35 Access Road. And uh, it's right one block up from the uh, Texas Ranger Hall of Fame and Museum. And that is going to be a welcome center. Uh, I understand it's going to it's going to be really amazing to see. I think it's got some light towers that they're going to make, so it's really going to be lit up. So I think it's going to be cool wow. coming into Waco once the uh, the construction on this interstate's done to see like McLean Stadium there on the left all lit up. The uh, the interstate bridges with the, when the lights get back on, and then see the herd welcome center. Uh, it's really going to well go in either direction, you know, north or south on the interstate. I think that's really going to be an interesting, uh, beautiful drive through Waco, and hopefully that'll be enough to get people to stop here and you know spend some money. So if they're not stopping already, that's heck, right. Probably exactly. coming here from all around. <laughs> that's right. Uh, exactly. I think we have time for one more. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I know that uh, Gateway Gateway Tire. Hesselbein, I believe is how they pronounce it. It's a big tire company that's coming in, going to build a new uh, facility out on Highway 84. Oh, nice. Uh, so it's uh, that is just another... Uh, you know whereabouts on 84? Uh, the address I have is 5500 East Highway 84. Now, oh, wait a minute. I say uh, 84. It's, it's uh, like going towards Mart, that direction. Oh, okay. Out, you know, towards the... Uh, uh, North, where Dr. Pepper Northeast, is, yeah. yeah, that direction. So, um, Which is only 10, 15 minutes yeah, outside of where we are right yeah, now. Yeah, and, that's, and that's the other thing, just since you mentioned it, Waco is still managed. People, unless you get stuck on the interstate, you can still get to where you need to go in 15 or 20 right. minutes. And so I always tell people, you know, Waco is growing, but it still has that small-town feel to it. So anyway. Great. Excellent job. Thank you. I'm here with Bobby Horner. He's the public information specialist for the city of Waco. This has been another installment of Horner's Corner. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, Nathan. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I'm Nathan Embry with Kelly Realtors in Waco, Texas, and I'm sitting here with Phil and Yvette Helberg, owners and proprietors of Helberg Barbecue. Hi, guys. Morning. Hi, Hi Nate. Hey, tell us a little bit about your barbecue background. Yeah, I'll, I'll cover this one. Um, Self-taught, always loved cooking, but once started cooking with fire, everything kind of changed for me. And I had a couple of things going on in my life at the time that were potential career pursuits, and barbecue just kind of took over those quickly. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And you were down in the Houston area? No, actually, at the time, we were living in Southern California. So mm. that had just graduated college um, about a year prior before I got into it, I think. And so we, we moved down south so she could be closer to her PR job. And I was just in school, racing mountain bikes, you know, just being a, you know, dumb 22-year-old or however, 21-year-old. And, um, and then started seeing <laughs> something that was uh, potentially a real cool opportunity. So we just 
went for it. Cool. And then decided to move it over here because this is where we wanted to be. We were getting married, talking about having a family. I'm from Texas. I'm from Houston originally, and I wanted my kids to be Texans. So that was the that was the, the, the deal. rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, how did you get introduced to cooking? Like, what was that first experience like? Or um, so I have like early memories. You know, catching fish with my dad and like doing fish fries and whatnot. That's like very early on, and then. Uh, more in high school is when I started getting like serious into it. It was actually more like health and nutrition based because I, um, I was like in and out of shape a lot growing up. And um, once I started to really get a handle on nutrition and everything, I started becoming like a health nut and whatnot. And I still cycle on and off, yeah. <laughs> but cool. uh, but yeah. Then I started I started watching Alton Brown a lot on TV, <laughs> and I'm a big I was a big chem nerd in high school, and uh, so I really loved the the science scientific aspect wow. of cooking and and smoking meat and cooking with fire actually very very scientific so we have fun with it still cool and so y'all met and fell in love and said we want to move back to texas and open a restaurant is that what happened long story short more or less yeah more or less we we had we had originally actually intended on moving here to um do a wedding venue and do all the catering in house and we were looking for a property to do that on where we could build. Yeah. But that ended up not really panning out and we kind of found out that wasn't really actually what we wanted to do. Mm. So, but we can get into more of that later. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So we actually met through a mutual friend, another real estate agent here in town. And, um, I'll never forget. I think y'all's first day or second day back to Waco or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We were here between Christmas and new year, I believe. And, We connected then. We were on a road trip. Yeah. So. Yeah. 2017. Yeah. Wow. 2017. Mm-hmm. And so we met outside at actually a different barbecue restaurant to yeah. talk about your, your trailer barbecue at the time. Uh, trailer. You're right. Yeah. To yeah. talk about your um, barbecue dreams. And mm-hmm. so we met and started talking about real estate. And um, we talked about you, you were thinking about a food truck concept and we needed a spot. Is that how you remember it or what do you call from that experience? Yeah, that's pretty much spot on. We we wanted to meet you there so we could be like, hey, this is what we want to do. <laughs> yeah. So you could just get it. It's a lot easier to show than to tell, I think. Yeah. And so um, then we needed to find you a spot to put your food truck in Waco, Texas, where uh, Magnolia is here and a bunch of tourists are coming and you were going to have a good product that you were firmly behind, you really believed in, but we just needed to find you a spot. How did that go? Do you remember? You introduced us to... Jake Cockrell, who was doing Waco Bound at the time. And he <clears throat> introduced us to and the people at Pinewood, who you've also worked with, I believe. Yeah. At some point. Yeah, that's true. And so made a full circle and ended up at Pinewood. Yeah. And we, yeah. Meeting the owners there when we got coffee one day. Yeah. So you're there for how long? It was eleven months total. Wait, no, no. that's not true. It was eleven months from when we opened there to when we opened our restaurant, but we kept the trailer there for a few months after we opened the restaurant and ran both, which ended up being just too much for us. So we pulled the trailer out September 1st of 2019. So we were there for a total of about a year and four months. What did you learn from that experience or what are some good takeaways from your truck being at that, that real estate side over there on Austin Avenue, downtown Waco? Location is important for sure. Um, also the audience you're trying to hit. Well, in the audience. Yeah. Somewhere where there's... Understanding your market. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, people that go to a coffee shop generally are wanting to sit down and study and read and not as much go eat. They want to sip on coffee. Eat some ribs and get grease all over them and then go back to their MacBook. What a good lesson in real estate is location, 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 right? So so that's interesting, I think, because that building, ironically, that's one of the first building commercial buildings that I had a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I'm not even sure y'all knew that at the time. I might have mentioned it, but it's true nonetheless. And that is, it was <clears throat> a vacant building at the time when I helped those owners buy it uh, with nothing going on down there. And they've turned it into a bright spot. Hot spot. Oh, that's a, a hot spot, spot. With, mm-hmm. with a lot of kids. In a coffee shop, kids, Baylor students. Yeah, yeah uh, a lot of grad students. I, I feel like it's a big grad student hangout. And it's kind of in a residential area, and they've made it a hip scene where a lot of people are going, and it's crowded all the time over there. So, you know, look, it's more nuanced, I think, than location, 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 because mm-hmm. the parking lot's full all the time, but it didn't. How many dollars are being spent there? On barbecue. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. There's probably a lot of dollars. Or even on coffee. Cause I've talked to Dylan before over at Pinewood and, and we've had a conversation of like a lot of butts and seats, but a lot of just bottomless coffees yeah. being purchased. And yeah. so yeah. it's, but interesting part about location, even on that property, which is, I think what Yvette was referencing was once we had the ability to move off of, what was that? 23rd. 23rd. Cause we were on the 23rd side. We weren't on the Austin. We weren't really visible from Austin Avenue. So once we moved up into the parking lot where the broad side of our trailer was clearly visible from Austin Avenue as you're driving by, our sales volume tripled overnight. Wow. Just on a, a corner, just changing the street, Switching but on the, the same, mm-hmm. it's a square piece of real estate. So you're saying you moved around the corner on the same block mm-hmm. uh, and it changed your business volume. Yeah. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. That's of course, when you're dealing with, you know, sales volume of like, you know, one brisket a day. And <laughs> it's you, easy you know, to triple. Yeah. It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, any positives that you'll um, take with you from that experience? Like what was one of the best things? I mean, we built a base though in Waco. Yeah. Like we still see customers from that time in our restaurant now and people that we've actually become friends with. Yeah. So that's been really cool. And they actually got to see our growth. Yeah, that's cool. I would say like, we were probably exactly where we needed to be at that time just because um, we weren't ready to handle a lot more like, you know, at the time we were complaining about being slow, doing low volume, all this stuff, but we just had so many lessons to learn about running a business in general and a food business. You know, we just, we started from complete scratch basically. Yeah. So we, I, I'm glad that we didn't get too busy too fast because I don't think we would have made it. You, you know? were cutting your teeth, mm-hmm. and getting your systems in place and learning about yourselves. And- yeah. The business. I get that. So now you're in a pretty good spot out on Highway 6. What's the address? 8532. 8532. Yeah, North State Highway 6. It's a little tricky on maps. Um, You got to put in the address as Woodway to find it. Yeah. Even though it's outside of city limits. Outside of Waco, just a little bit, but not difficult or terribly far to get to. Mm -mm. Um, One stoplight between I-35 and our restaurant. How big is your store over there? It is 4,000 square feet. Wow. Big store compared to a food truck. Definitely. On Austin, on Austin Avenue. Um, how's that going over there? It's great. It's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. You tired? I'm tired. Got a lot of staff. I mean, we're trying to transition to a place of more ownership and management and overseeing. That's why we're here right now and not cooking ribs. Yes. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> cool. But it's but been yeah, good. It's, it's, been a, it's been a journey. It's been a lot of ups and downs and emotional roller coaster and and you know once you start bringing in more people aside from just us you know it's it's more than just learning how to 
produce a product and sell it, you know, you have to learn how to work with each other too. And then we've gone from a staff of, it was like eight people at the beginning of 2020 to now 30. Yeah. 30. Yeah. <laughs> so breakneck speed. <laughs> yeah. But, but now you've got a roof over you, you got walls, you got mm. the full restaurant experience now. Uh, and you've got lines uh, out the door every time I'm there. Um, there's a line close to the door. You said you're tired. What's your take on not the food truck having the full restaurant brick and mortar? Oh, I mean, it's light years different. I mean, especially, you know, I have friends that still are in trailers or are in, you know, outdoor venues where you're at the mercy of the weather. Whereas where we're at, sometimes rainy days are our, our busiest days. We're out in a location where there's a lot of blue collar workers, a lot of people that work outside. It starts raining. It's quitting time. Let's go. Eat, let's go eat some barbecue. You know. Yeah, and you touched on something that's interesting because we were talking about your food truck being on Austin Avenue. That real estate, Austin Avenue, is the main street of Waco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where a bunch of houses are. It's downtown. It's where all the commercial activity is. Um, and you were saying you're around the corner and you weren't hitting the right traffic. But now you're 15 minutes outside of town. Not arguably, it's not downtown. It's not surrounded by all these houses and the commercial Mm -hmm. activity. But now you have lines out the door. Isn't that an interesting real estate lesson? Oh, people thought we were crazy moving out there. (laughs) Yeah, which was even more motivation for me. You know, of course. You like the challenge? Oh, yeah. I wanted to prove everyone wrong. No, the community out there has been really great to us. They've supported us from day one. Yeah, it wasn't, didn't feel like that much of a risk because we live out in Crawford, which is why... I guess we should kind of backtrack. We got in, we got in with Valley Mills Vineyards, who was current. They were occupying our space before us. Um, someone from their company had asked us to come serve on Saturday, Saturday nights, nights while they were doing wine tasting and live music, and it ended up being a huge hit. So we sold more on those Saturday nights than we would Thursday and Friday combined. And so we we're like, okay, maybe there's some here. We were starting to experience like lines and w- what we had always thought of you know, opening a barbecue trailer and everything. So we're like, yeah. hey, maybe maybe this is our market, which apparently it is. was all right with us because I was tired of driving into Waco from Crawford, you know, at 4.30 in the morning. I got a ticket on 84 where that 70 goes to 60 right before where you live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at like 5 in the morning, and I'm like, That's kind of a bummer. fire to start, man. Can you just like get me out of here? Yeah, that's so interesting that where you are now and it's so successful. I mean, you guys are the name for barbecue um, in the county, I think. Thank you. And um, it's so neat to see. And it took you all moving 15 minutes outside of downtown where you were. And it's working like that. So to me, that's fascinating. It's working so well. uh, You're crowded and parking is uh, become a real estate challenge where you're at. And so uh, we've We've got future plans. Is that fair to say? We do. We have some hopeful big future plans ahead of us. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> well, so I think, you know, we've we've gone about this process the only way we know how. And we've done this up until this point completely self-funded. And with the help of family here and there. Yeah. Um, we've been bailed out a couple of times. Um and, you know, we had everyone get some lucky breaks here and there, I think. Um, we, we were helped out a couple of times where it was crucial. And then we've had some really big breaks for us, Texas Monthly, Waco in, um, things like that. You know, so we adapted to the trailer. We adapted to a completely DIY 
restaurant that was just an empty warehouse building before we moved into it. Not at all set up to be a restaurant. Um, but it was what we could handle at the time, you know. And so now we're just trying to bite off more <laughs> and see if it, yeah, see sure. if we're able to chew it. So, but more specifically, that means yeah. So there's a piece of land right down the street from our current restaurant that we closed on about a month ago, and the plan is to build Hellberg Barbecue Final Form 3.0 yes. <laughs> from the ground up. 4.0. What? It, yeah, I guess trailers. it would be. Yeah, two trailers, one brick and mortar, and now the the mothership. That's cool. So you closed on it. We closed on it. I helped you get that. Yes, sir. And a few weeks ago. Um, and tell, where are we at in that process? Well, we just paid for our water meter. So we got water. That's Holla. great news. Good. Um, because those are apparently hard to come by out there. Can we talk about that real quick? Mm -hmm. uh, because that's another great real estate lesson. Uh, cause most people don't really know or care, uh, where the water comes from. They just need it to work. Mm -hmm. Right. And, but on my side of things, um, that's something that I have to work with these clients with all the time. That's the first question you ask is, does it have utilities? Yeah. Cause Correct. no one really no. Someone wants to go in the house. They want the faucet to work. To work. Yeah. <laughs> when it turns on in a restaurant, most people don't know if you need a one inch line or two inch meter or, or how to get the meter. That's not very, it's not sexy. It's not on TV shows. <laughs> It doesn't yeah. make for good radio or TV. Yeah. You're thinking about the lines out the door and the parking lot packed full <laughs> and that right. stuff whenever right. you're looking at these things. There's so much at. to get done before you can even start breaking ground yes. and making sure we could get a meter out there yes. when there's a limited supply of them yeah. was very important because we wouldn't, we had to go through this before we closed. The whole deal yeah. hinged on us getting get water. water. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so in a real estate transaction, you have a set amount of time called the feasibility time to go do all your homework once mm -hmm. you have the land under contract. And so getting that water meter was part of your our yes. homework mm -hmm. um, and you you were able to get it. And so, yeah. And they were also very gracious because I there's a time period that you have to get that meter. Once they do the investigation to decide if you can get that meter, you have 60 days to pay for and get that meter installed or you lose it and they have to redo the investigation all over again, which cost us a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, the first time. None of this is free. Right? No, none of this yeah. is free. Just so to find out if yeah. you can have it or we not. Did, pay. We paid double <laughs> to get the investigation done faster. Expedited, yeah. And then got that back and I explained to the water district, hey, we don't close until this date. And we didn't even end up closing on that date because the appraisal, appraisal was, was taken so, so long. Yeah, so I had just kept in touch with the water district and I also had our banker keep in touch with the water district because they knew each other. Say, hey, they're they still want the meter. Here's proof that we're not closed yet. And then the water district reached out to me last week, beginning of last week. Hey, or two weeks ago. Hey, do you still want this meter? Where are you at in closing? Mm. Cool. You have a week to pay the money to get the meter installed, which is not also cheap. Yeah. Come to find out. It's like, hey, you got a week to come up with ten grand. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or you lose your meter. We're like, okay, oh, no. cool. Yeah. Let's get this check-in. Yeah. So we got the check-in, so we got our meter. Cool. That was and a testament, though, honestly, to working with um, a local bank that is literally on the corner right down the street from where we're going to be and who are regular customers of ours. So I think there's a lot to be said there. Um, and point. the water municipality we're dealing with Basically, we already deal with them. Well, yeah, we already are customers of theirs, but they're they pretty much are over that 
intersection like because there's a lot of business just right there in that intersection and kind of a little down six and a little down 185 in each direction they supply water all that because there's you know aside from that there's nothing really in that area until you get into the surrounding little towns so they already knew us so we're gonna have water to the site to the restaurant that's great um tell us a little bit more uh you don't have to be extremely specific if you're uncomfortable with just kind of overall vision for your new hellberg restaurant well, we want to we we want to take our concept and just make it bigger. Make it bigger. We're not trying to make this anything fancy or different from what we currently have. Similar setup, similar process, just bigger. We're just, scaling it to be bigger yeah. and more accommodating, more efficient, more, more parking, more, more parking. parking. Yeah. That's a huge one. Ultimately, we needed you know our main two objectives are solve the big problems that we have right now, which are parking and wastewater removal because we're in an interesting scenario out there without any sewer around and so right now we have to pay a lot of money to have our wastewater disposed of legally Mm -hmm. and once you couple that in with our rent you know it's not you you've got a non-fixed cost part of your over overhead that should be a fixed cost so um once you combine those two together i i looked at it a few months ago actually more than that and was like hey this this totals to a pretty solid mortgage payment you know, because yeah. all this money I'm paying for wastewater disposal is, it's a non-issue anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> so might I as can, well own your own thing. Yeah. Cool. Do you have an estimated time of when you might break ground or open date or just kind of rough figures in your head? So we are currently working on the design process uh, with an architect and he's already met with engineers. Which costs m- more money, by yes. the way, these plans. And yep. you don't just go yes. start putting up walls. Nope. nope. There's a, a whole process to this. And so we're learning a lot right now. Because um, obviously when we open our current restaurant that we're in, we didn't consult. Like, we just went in sure. there. And did like ourselves. Like in a china shop. Yeah. And just like, what do we need? Okay, this is how we can get it done. Yeah. yeah. So he's making sure, even though we don't have to be ADA compliant, we're going to be ADA compliant. Because that is an issue I have right now. It's just the mm. lack of ramps or space. So I want to make sure we are accommodating in all those ways. Um and so we have another meeting next week on that. And then we're going to start setting up bids, seeing what happens. Nice. Uh, we did have one hiccup in this transaction. So far. So far. So Thank far. you for that. <laughs> uh, and we did, it's not due to lack of trying. We did a, a bunch of homework, in my opinion. Uh, we checked the FEMA flood map. Uh, we got a survey that had the flood zone. Um, and we went with that. And it turned out to not be the full story. Right. Um, what, what do we want to share about that? So it looked like there was enough, like more than enough space up on the front part of the property closest to the road where we would want to put our building anyway to put our building there and our parking lot and be outside of flood zone completely. And then <laughs> we get a phone call a couple of days ago from the architect who had hired a civil engineer to further investigate because they were concerned about the proximity to the floodplain come to find out i think you're better at explaining this so come to find out the fema map and the map we got back matched up with the actual floodplain itself but what the difference was they have to do a floodplain study to predict in the next hundred years a chance of something else like more land being in that floodplain and they established through the study that pretty much the rest of the property is in that potential floodplain. And that counts as, especially to an insurance company, that's a liability. Yeah, it's a hundred year. We're in the hundred year flood flood zone. So 
we have to build up and bring in dirt, which is not something we anticipated having to do. But yes. at least, at least it's doable. We can still work within this property that we are paying for. <laughs> the way we see it, there. first of all, we don't want to move again, like across town or, you know, go back into the city or go elsewhere. We built a solid customer, loyal, very loyal customer base out where we are. So we need a bigger space. We need more parking. We need our own uh, proper wastewater disposal system. And we don't want to move away from Spiegelville because we've planted roots there and we we just like it out there. So this piece of land is honestly the last affordable piece of land out there on Highway 6 with frontage um, available. So we're going to do whatever we need to do. Yeah. And it's going to cost more money, but. It'll be worth it there, in the long run. Yeah, and ultimately, there are a lot of things that we're going to save on from being in the ETJ and not being in city limits, I think. That's true. And we, we and a lot of it's going to be permits, I think. But because we still want to construct this place up to code because part of, you know, being in the space that we're in now has taught us why these codes are important, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Like some of these things that we think are like silly and unnecessary. I mean, we've had, a, we've had an electrical panel literally catch fire, blow up in our building um we've had uh we flooded there i mean back in may we had a torrential downpour we've had a number of issues being in there that like you, we have very little regulation out there but we you know we could probably maybe use a little more I, i'm hesitant saying that but so that's that's an interesting point because from the real estate side those some of these permits and the codes it kind of wears you out with all these things you have to do for because i'm we're trying to get business moving yeah. around mm-hmm. here but this isn't it interesting perspective and good to hear that hey maybe you should slow down and um kind of chill out a little bit because these things are there for a reason yeah i mean we've had to close several days because of issues that have happened Mm -hmm. in our building because Mm -hmm. things are just kind of it's like wild west out there you know yeah which i love for the most part so but back to the survey thing what uh, a theme throughout us talking for the last 10 or 15 minutes is you guys come up, have obstacles and adversity, but mm-hmm. you figure your way out. You you put your boots on and go to work and you get around it. And it sounds, that's the attitude that I know y'all have mm-hmm. for knowing y'all for since seven, 2017. Uh, and it sounds like that that's the attitude you're taking towards this new issue and you'll be fine. Is that? Oh yeah. Saying? Yeah. We, you know, we, we trust God, you know, to handle this. We pray about it. We prayed about it last night. We prayed for some good news. And um, yeah. we've let our faith drive us in cool. this journey, and we're going to continue to do so. And that reminds me of your big billboard out on six. That's how these listeners can probably find your restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that billboard going to stay up for a while? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Because because <laughs> what your because I love your motto. Your tell us salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. Yeah, yep. that's it. That's very <laughs> Keep cool. it simple. Isn't that on the billboard? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And your restaurant's almost under it. Practically. We Practically. use it as a second sign because we're right there in the middle of the 55 There's an zone. arrow on that billboard pointing yeah. to the pointing restaurant. To it. That's yeah. great. So it's when cool because it kind of looks yeah. like, it kind of reminds me of like the Pizza Planet sign from Toy Story. <laughs> but it's just a little piece of nostalgia for me. Cool. All right. Well, um, tell us again uh, the name of your restaurant, your address, and how to find you guys on social media. Yep. So we're Hellberg Barbecue. We're at 8532 North State Highway 6. Just outside of Waco, um, we're at just past what we would call the crossroads of 6 and 185 North River Crossing. Um, we're open Wednesday to Sunday. Um, 
11 p.m. Sorry, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. are sold out on Wednesday to Saturday, and then 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Sunday. Um, let's see what else. We're on social media, Helberg Barbecue. Yeah, yeah barbecue good. is yeah. spelled out. It's not BBQ, so Helberg Barbecue spelled out with um, a C. With a C, not a Q. Um, on Facebook and Instagram, we're we exist on Twitter, but we don't do anything on Twitter. <laughs> cool. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks, Thanks for, having for having us. us. You can find me on social media if you search for Nathan Embry CCIM. My website where you can see my listings is kellyrealtorscommercial.com. Waco Real Estate Today is produced by Rogue Media Network. You can find more of their podcasts at roguemedianetwork.com. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.